You're listening to Tasmanian Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, and also from Devonport today, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current, and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here, and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have David Leo joining us, as I said earlier, from Devonport, and he's continuing with his series called Encounters with Jesus. So welcome, David. Oh, hang on, David. Now I've got your slider up. We can hear you. (laughs) Welcome, David. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Happy Monday to you and uh, all our listeners. Yes, happy Monday. Uh, It's good to have you with us again. And uh, normally Tabitha does Mondays, but she couldn't do today, so uh, I'm filling in today. So it's good to to, uh, catch up with you, David. Mm. How was your weekend, David? It was a full-on weekend. Uh, Sabbath was good. Actually, yeah, the topic that I preached on on the Sabbath is um, is relevant to what we're going to talk about today. And uh, yesterday, my son's basketball started up again. His season has started up again. So we're um, back to that. And uh, we have at our church in Deloraine, we, um, we've been going through natural health remedies. We've been doing that since the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah, especially with the pandemic and anything, we'll, everything we want to be able to help. Um, we're educating our church members and how they can help their friends and their family. And yesterday we went to one of our church members' homes who has a, a beautiful garden and orchard. And we just got a whole heap of apples and uh, we learned how to crush them and how to make uh, apple cider vinegar. Wow. So that was, yeah, that was um, that was really fascinating stuff. I've never seen seen it been made. Like we, you're just seeing apple. We, we picked the apples Cut the apples, grinded the apples, crushed mm. it. You know, so it was a it was a really good, it was a great community social as well. So it was, it was fantastic having everyone doing it together. We all the from the kids to our older folk, we all we all, and it was really really good. Awesome, yeah. So uh, you'll have to let us know how the um, how the result is once you've uh, processed it all, or whatever you do to to, to finish the process. I, I, yeah, I tell you what, some of the stuff we've come up in the last since January, we've, we've got it in our home now, and we've been using it, so it's mm. it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. David, uh, today we're talking about a wedding feast, and uh, I, I was going to ask you a question. Um, you know, how, how does this relate? And uh, you know, have you ever been to a great wedding feast? Oh yes. So well, I'm going to do it from the other, the other angle. I'm going to do it from. Uh, Throwing one, okay. know, throwing a throwing a, a, a wedding. It's the biggest project I ever worked on. A um, lot of time and effort went into it. This is and, your own uh, wedding you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, my own my own wedding. Yeah, um, and money, of course. Mm. But um, yeah, putting putting out the invitation. It's pretty important to you know when you when you're counting how much dollars is going to cost per head. You know, it's important when you send out the invitations that you know who's coming and who's not. You know, and it was. Uh, I suppose one of the disappointing things for me at, at the wedding is um, it was a fantastic wedding. My wife really, you know, it was really a day I wanted my wife to really enjoy and and uh, remember for the rest of her life. Mm. Um, but when the invitations go out, you know, it's important that there are people there that, that are there to witness and celebrate with you. And, uh, you know, I suppose the hardest thing for me at the wedding was um, the ones that uh, you invited but didn't turn up. You know, mm. Mm. and I was like, "Man, that's that's really disappointing." You know, when they are, they said they'll be there, but they weren't. I think it was only four. Only four people didn't turn up. But it's like, uh, 
And you've, right. re- you've reserved a space for them and everything? That's right. They got yeah. their reservation at the, at the table and it's empty. Yeah. <laughs> those, those seats are empty and, you know, like in my head, you know, because I, I, I was the one that organized it and put the, uh, and, and knew what the money was involved in and things like that. I just, mm. I, when, just when I'm having a good time, I'll look over it. And, you know, I'm like, oh, man. But I know my wife doesn't have to think about it because she wasn't involved in that process. But um, at least she didn't have to think about it, you know. Mm. But just just even just a, a few weeks ago, we threw a party for my daughter. And um, being a father now, like that was being a husband, but being a father, uh, you know, and, and the way my daughter is, she's quite the uh, social butterfly, you know. She, um, she likes having her friends around. She wants to have that life friend and... You know, she writes, she, she literally writes, I mean, ink, ink and pen, they write letters to each other. So, you know, even with technology around, she's still got that thing happening, you know, so she likes to do, have, have those friends that she writes to, they write back. But um, at her wedding, there were a couple of people that couldn't come and it felt disappointing. Um, and they had legitimate reasons. Mm. But I, I wanted my daughter to enjoy her birthday, and she did. You know, like her other friends obviously came, but um, you know, you, you you can feel the um, the level of oh man, when we put an invite, it'd be nice of you to <laughs> nice of you to come, and, yeah. and to the uh, yeah, and, and to their um, to to their uh, well, to give them the benefit for the benefit of the doubt too. When you gave like two weeks notice, so it wasn't that much. Mm. <laughs> so, but and, and the joy that you feel when the friends are there, yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you do the birthday cake and they're sitting around and we're having, uh, we're eating a meal together. You know, it's nice to see my daughter's smile and, and appreciating her her friends there. You know, so uh, there, there's, there's really something to that. Mm. But um, well, what about yourself, Jason? You ever been in well, that situation yourself? Yeah, certainly. Um uh, you know, planning weddings and inviting people, but uh, <laughs> I guess um, just in the context of being invited to something, I guess this is from the other side. Now you, you were talking about planning an event, um, but being an invitee to an event, um, it's uh, I just recently um, in the last couple of years, I've I've been invited to go to a global meeting of our church, which is um, over in the United States, and the. Uh, the the unfortunate thing is that it's been cancelled twice. So you uh, you start to you know put your plans together and you're thinking about travelling and all that sort of thing, and then um, it's been deferred twice. But uh, it's uh, hopefully happening again in June. So I guess uh, you know that's it, it's it's a special thing to be invited to a significant event like that. So uh, I'm looking forward to going and meeting many people. So it obviously sounds like you're accepting the invitation. I have accepted the invitation. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's 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 good news. Despite you know, um, despite travelling in the midst of uh, COVID and all that sort of stuff, but um, my my perspective is that if I've been invited to go, then uh, I should follow what God has asked me to do. So, <laughs> oh, good. Oh, wow, that's that's encouraging <laughs> to hear. Yeah. Well, well, that's that's um, that's similar to what we want to get into today because um, you know you you being chosen for that meeting you know to be a delegate you know this shows mm. the confidence of the church that they have towards you so there's been some thought process behind this you know just just like my um my daughter's invitations they they weren't people that i chose this is people that my my daughter said these are people i want at my birthday party you know so mm. they, they, there's been thought behind it and there's been care so it's, it's always um it's always a great thing to you know that, that you've accepted that's a 
yeah, that's awesome to hear, Jason. You know, I, mean, I, I want our listeners to think about that too as we think about this theme. You know, things they've been invited to, or maybe something they've they've thrown. You know, uh, think along those lines as we jump into this parable. But uh, the mm. parable is found in uh, Matthew twenty-two. In verse 1 to 14, I believe. That's right. That's right. I, last week I titled it The Big Feed. Mm. The Big Feed. And, um, yeah, do, do you mind if I, do you mind if we uh, say a prayer? I'll say a prayer before we begin the reading. Sure. Let's do that. Thanks. Yeah. Dear Father in heaven, as we read this parable, we pray, Lord, that you'll speak to our hearts and that we can respond. When an invitation comes, Lord, help us to to respond uh, accordingly to your uh, love and your mercy. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jason. Are you happy to... Yeah, we can read this. So this in in uh, the the version that I'm looking at is the English Standard Version, and it's got a title called The Parable of the Wedding Feast. But mm-hmm. uh, David's titled this program, Come and Have a Feed. So uh, yeah. it sounds mm-hmm. good. Let's read it. It says, And again Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention, and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. It's not uh, not a very nice way to uh, treat somebody who's inviting you to a feast. No uh, the king was angry, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those invited are not worthy. Go, therefore, to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. Mm. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the (laughs) king said to the attendants, Behind him, hand, sorry, bind him, not behind him, bind (laughs) him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called but few, few are chosen. chosen. Wow. This, uh, there's a lot to decode and, you know, to try and uh, flesh out in this passage. Mm. But uh, we'll, get it, we'll get into that in our, our next segment. Looking forward mm. to doing that. Now, just a reminder, if you want to catch up on our past episodes on uh, Tassie Encounters and particularly David's uh, past programs with uh, Encounters with Jesus, you can do that on our Faith FM app and the Faith FM website. The Faith FM app is in the app stores. You can download it and listen to all of our programs and on the Faith FM website, which is faithfm.com.au. Just before we go to this break, we're going to ask you a question. What is the greatest invitation you have ever received? We'd love to hear from you, and you can text us in on our show number 0488 880891. That's our Tassie Encounters show number. Text us in. What is the greatest invitation you have ever received? We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to share that with our listeners as well. This is My Father's House by the Nellens.
Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and this morning we're talking with David Leo and uh, we're talking about a wedding feast and uh, David's titled this program Come Have a Feed and just before the break break, we uh, read from Matthew chapter 22 uh, verse 1 to 14 now we also asked you a question what is the greatest invitation you have received? We would love to hear mm. from you, so please text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. What's the greatest invitation you have ever received? Please uh, let us know. David, where are we going with this discussion? I, I love this parable. Um, there's a lot in it, though. Yeah, there is. There is a lot in it. And, and just in case, if uh, there are some Bible students out there and they're thinking, oh, yeah, I've, I think I've gone through this before. There's actually a very similar parable that's found in Luke. Luke 14, I believe it's found. And uh, it's not actually the same. We've got some uh, different, some, some major differences between the two stories. And some may think, oh, maybe it's a different version of it. I, mm. When you read the two, it definitely sounds like two different parables. You know, nearly with the same thing. <laughs> Same thing, but um, but yeah, it comes it comes off different. But we'll we'll go through this, and as Jesus does, as he usually begins, he says the kingdom of heaven is like, mm. you know, he 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 makes that. Um, this that is comparison. how he starts. Mm. That's right, and and we can we know who he's talking to because before these parables, there's two others that he goes through, and the fa- it actually says three verses before this before this uh, parable uh, this passage. Um, the Pharisees say they perceived that Jesus was talking to them, mm. <laughs> so they perceived correctly. You know, so we know we know how this is being um, uh, packaged, and so we know where Jesus is coming from, who his audience is, and he's uh, you know the Pharisees perceived, oh, he's talking to us, I think, and just like the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the the lost and the prodigal son, he's hit three three parables in a row just to bring his message across and to make it clear this is what I'm talking about and and the the parables we've been going through is the parables on the plan of salvation that's what we've been going through recently we started off with uh, the parables of God's kingdom and now we're looking at the salvation mm. and, he, and, he, and he talks about a wedding feast a wedding is quite often referred to as God's relationship with his people mm. um, throughout the scripture from Genesis to Revelation um, the, the, you church, say something? The, the church is the uh, bride and uh, Christ is the groom. That's right. That's right. So mm. the, that reference is often made. Mm. So he talks about a wedding feast, and the wedding feast is for his son. 
So, you know, like I put myself, just like with my daughter, you know, I, I, throwing a party for your daughter and wanting people to come to it, you know, that, mm. that understanding. So he, he, calls, he calls those who were invited, but they would not come. So there's an inference there um, that there was an invitation that went out previously. Yes. And this is, this is, this is not an um, uncommon practice. In fact, you'll find it in the Old Testament that people would get two invitations. Mm. Um, I'm not too sure why, but um, you know, the, the first invitation goes out. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's like us in the RSVP. You, know, you get the invitation, then you've got to confirm yes. <laughs> that you're coming. You know, perhaps that's the – because the invitation is one thing, but uh, going to it is another. So the invitation goes out. And it says they would not come. Mm. So that's the first invitation already that, already um, sent out, but uh, they refused to actually come. So this this is the second time the, the interaction. Second. That's right. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the servants have gone out for the second time to say, "Come to the wedding." Another another servants have been sent out. Yeah, that's mm. right. The servants have been sent out to say, "Hey, um, mm. we've come. Uh, the the dinner's been prepared." Mm. You know, they, they don't have any watches or, or you know any digital calendars back then mm. but um you know they said it's everything's prepared now uh we gave you we gave you a heads up the first time yep there's this wedding feast that we're putting on now we're coming out to confirm uh you know come along because all the preparations have been made mm. and it, it says that uh you know the, the best of the food have, has been has been made you know like i've, I've got the the best of the best of my cattle all this is has been prepared just so that you can come have a feed and you come and have a, have a, have a and celebrate together with this wedding feast but the, in verse five it says that they basically didn't care mm. they paid and, uh, no attention <laughs> they paid no attention we uh, this other parable that I talked about in Luke uh, the people actually offer an excuse <laughs> mm. <laughs> they say oh i've got a I just bought some new cows and I, I need to go look after them." Another was like, oh, look, I just bought a new business. I got to look after my business. And the third one, uh, I think the third one says, oh, I, got a, I just got married. Yeah. And we don't know what that means. We don't know so, so what. Like, he doesn't even offer why that's, a, that's an excuse. But in well, this, Maybe he was on his honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, but th- in this parable, there is, um, there, there is no excuse. It's basically like a, well, I don't really care about the party you know i don't really care about the king's banquet i've i've got my own things to do it it said when it when it reads here in verse five to me it says like people just went on continuing their day-to-day business they paid no attention and they just went on doing what they normally do yeah yeah, yeah. you know i've read this parable when i was a kid and i and i um and heard it and i but when i read it again just in preparation for um our, our talk this morning I was reading it last week, and I couldn't help but think, uh, you know, I, I interact with a lot of young people, you know, with uh, youth and also kids from school and, you know, teens. And it's becoming a really common thing that when friends say, hey, let's go out and do something, they they have this I can't be bothered attitude, like, you know, uh, mm. you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy at home. You know, I'm comfortable here with my Netflix, and I'm comfortable here with the food just at the cupboard in the fridge, and, you know, I really can't be maybe covid maybe covid has contributed to that uh, sense of um i'm happy on the couch <laughs> yeah i wonder but mm. i i think you know when when i listen to what they're saying <laughs> i think they really express what 
are, not just young people are going through, adults are doing this too now. Mm, mm. You know, like, oh man, you know, really, do we have to go out and have lunch together? You know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it seems so inconvenient, mm. you know? Um, and in this story, it's the king. It's the mm. king of the, you know, of the city that's making the invitation. And what's even worse, this gets dramatic pretty quickly, right? It says in verse six, while the rest seized his servants, Treated them shamefully and killed them. Mm. Like that's you don't get that in the other parable. The parable is talking about in Luke. This yeah. this one, some of the servants died for the message that they gave to say, "Hey, uh, just coming to confirm that you know the feast is on." Well, no, we're going to shut you up, and not only that, we're going to torture you, and you know, shame you, and we're going to and you're going to and you're going to die. So some of the servants died for the service of the king, mm. and uh, the king did not take this lightly. It says he uh, sent sent out his um his troops, or yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just sent sent out a um what do you call it, just a contingent mm. enough to you know take vengeance on this um or what what's happened to his servants, and this is really prophetic, you know, like uh, what what Jesus is saying. He doesn't spell out he doesn't spell out what he's talking about, but he is talking to the Pharisees, mm. and what Jesus is about to do. You know, on Calvary, what he's about to do on the cross, and the that's an that's an open invitation. Anyone that can see this mercy, this justice that's taking place in front of them, um, immediately I think of Nicodemus that just thinks, "Wow, now I understand what he means to be born again." You know, in John three, I understand what what's going on here. When people see that and see the invitation, they have a choice to make, and. In Acts, in the book of Acts, where the gospel message is starting to be preached by God's servants, and I think it's in Acts 8, we have disciples immediately being arrested, mm. uh, being then, put in. Yeah. And then stoned. Stephen was stoned. Yeah, yeah. killed. Yeah. You know, they're getting. And it's like, wow. You know, it seems like, uh, because when you, when you backtrack and you look at the Old Testament prophets, <laughs> you look at Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, all these people that were just, uh, they were punished mm. for, for making the invitation, you know, for speaking out for Jesus, you know, and, and saying, Hey, yeah, the Lord loves you and the Lord wants you to, to be together with him. You know, if you just, if you just put your own business, those things that you're concerned about, if you just make them not as, as important about this wedding banquet, you're gonna find you know you're gonna find something really some some good news there, and uh, they just wouldn't, you know. They, there's been people in every generation that rejects the rejects the invitation, mm. and then and then Jesus says, "Well, if they're not gonna come, go and find go, anyone who will <laughs> find just fill fill this hall yeah. with anybody. Mm. You know, it's indiscriminate, you know, of who's going who's going to come." Mm. So he he makes a call, <laughs> and and the Bible's specific. It says uh, the the bad and good, mm. But, mm. but then it achieves what it, what it, he, he wanted. It says the Bible says so. The wedding hall was filled, filled with guests, with guests, mm. and just when we think, oh, anyone and everyone, good and bad, can come. What we're about to learn from verses eleven to fourteen, yeah, there's a condition though. <laughs> You're invited. But, but you've got you to put on the clothes. <laughs> you've got to put on the clothes that the king has prepared, you know. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, we, we'll talk about that in the next segment. But mm. um, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be some good, awesome. good discussion. Yeah. 
Just a reminder, we'd love to hear from you. What is the greatest invitation you have ever received? Text us in on 0488880891. This song is by Cademan's Call and it's called The Mystery of Mercy. I am the woman at the well. I am the harlot. I am the scattered seed that fell along the path. I am the sun that ran away And I am the bitter sun that stayed My God, my God Why hast thou accepted me When all my love was vinegar To a thirsty king My God, my God Why hast thou accepted me it's a mystery of mercy and the song, the song I sing. I am the angry man who came to stone the lover. I am the woman there ashamed before the crowd. made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Test Encounters on Faith FM and this morning we are speaking with David Leo and we've been talking about a wedding feast where a king invites many people and uh, some came but most didn't. 
But in the end, uh, he put that invitation out to everyone and he had a full wedding feast uh, with filled with guests, it says in verse 10 of Matthew chapter 22. So, uh, David, the fact that the king was prepared to uh, fill his wedding with um, basically anyone who's prepared to come, that's a, an interesting thing. You didn't have to live up to a certain uh, expectation or be important people only. In the end, it was anyone who was willing to come. Yeah, that's right. You know, like uh, we've asked the listeners a question about um, what's the greatest invitation you've received. And it's something really, uh, you know, you feel really special and valued when you receive an invite to something. You know, well, mm. that's, that's, I think that should be the response. Um, I suppose, you know, as, as a pastor, it can, it can get quite overwhelming sometimes. You know, one day, you could be invited to a wedding, a twenty-first, a first birthday, and they're all on the same day. You know, you're like, mm. oh, what, what do you do? You know, that's uh, quite overwhelming. But um, you know, w- w- when you do receive an invitation, there's a there's a thought there that wow, I've, I've been told to come to something. Now, the, the invitation we're talking about in the parable, you know, we we try and imagine you're just an everyday Joe, mm. right? And you you just live your life. You could be a criminal for for all for what the parable says. Well, it says bad and, and good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and the and, and the servant comes up to you and says, "Hey, listen, um, the king wants to invite you to come to the the banquet." Mm. And the you know the response should be, uh, "Why? Like, how how come I'm invited?" You know. Mm. And it would be, "Hey, look, um, the king wants to fill his hall. The people that were invited initially didn't want to come, and so." You know, uh, he's he's bringing it up for everyone. Mm. What, and what I love here too, David, is that you know many might say, "Well, I, I can't go and uh, eat with the king. I don't have any good clothes, you know, and all that sort of thing." But there's, it, there's, it doesn't say it explicitly, but there's an implication here that the king actually provides your uh, your necessary clothes to to go to the wedding. So that's that's pretty special because you know choosing clothes for a wedding can be a challenge, particularly for for ladies. They often yeah. have to go out and buy a new dress, and <laughs> but here the king actually says, "No, don't worry, don't even worry about the clothes. I've got that sorted." Yeah, yeah. So, so this is uh, we're starting to really kind of uh, decode what Jesus is saying now, mm. because um, the invitation, <laughs> the invitation, and 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 the the responsibility. You know, we go. Let's go back to the 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 people of God, the people of God that He brought out of Egypt. Right when they were slaves, he gave them all these feasts that mm. they were to celebrate throughout the year, mm-hmm. and he specifically says in Deuteronomy to them, these feasts to be celebrated, and you are to invite others to come feast with you that don't know who I am, mm-hmm. because through these feasts and through you explaining to them, they're going to learn and know. Wow, you have an awesome God, right? So this invitation to to others has been around since. Since God brought His people, and, and His people were uh, the, the Hebrews, they were they were the chosen ones to share the message. And then you get to the time of Jesus, and in Jerusalem, you've got the the, the leaders and the Pharisees and all these people that have had that have this knowledge, they have this understanding of, of this tradition that's been passed down all these ages. And Jesus is speaking to them, man, you had the invitation, and you haven't come, mm. right? And what he's saying is, what you're about to realize is, when you see the fruition of all those feasts, 
when you see the fruition of what you what your understanding is of the sanctuary and the plan of salvation and when Jesus dies on the cross and he becomes he's the the best meal that's prepared he's the he's the fattened oxen he's the one that you know that the father says here's my only son that there's there's nothing better that you can get than this mm. you know there's nothing better than this and they've said no and Jesus is saying listen <laughs> I've given everything that I am and who, everything that I that you've seen while I've been on earth this is this is the character that I'm saying I can pass on to you by exercising faith in who who Jesus is we are invited to take on his character and invited to take on everything that Jesus is because we don't have the ability to be Jesus mm. right we don't we don't have we we can't do it it's in, it's impossible for us but what is possible is for us to accept the invitation that Jesus says you know um what i have i give to you mm. you know everything that i am i Give to you when you when you marry me when you take on the the wedding to, to Jesus Christ man you take on everything that he is and so what he's saying what what the what we, what is symbolic in this in this parable of this garments you know it's it's very it's very telling because um you know right from creation when Adam and Eve uh, gave in to the temptation of of the serpent who was the snake they recognized that they were naked and they mm-hmm. try to sew fig leaves. To make for their clothes, they try to cover themselves, and but, but the Bible says, in, "Yeah, God went yeah, out the, and uh, and uh, got them animals, skins, skins. of animals." Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and 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 the message that's given is, "Hey, listen, you didn't have the ability to cover yourselves. Mm. You didn't have the ability to uh, to to be as righteous and to be as um what what's the what's the word." Just to be as pure as Jesus Christ, we can't do it. Mm. And Jesus says, "Yeah, I know you can't. You're trying to sow fig leaves. That's what you're trying to do. But I'm going to give you the just like the garments with with Adam and Eve, skins of animals. There was there was sacrifice that had to be made for them to be covered. Right? There's a Jesus died on the cross so that we can be covered. Mm. And the thing that we have to take on is are we willing to wear that garment? Mm. Could you imagine if Adam and Eve said, no thanks? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jason, you're about to say something. Yeah. It just, just, um, it reminds me that, uh, you know, right from the beginning there, that that garment was was given by God. It wasn't something that Adam and Eve had to, to go and work for. And it's the same thing here in this this wedding feast. The the king didn't say, "Hey, come and work for a month, and then you, you can earn the money to pay for your garment." That's right. It's it's something that he gives us. Correct. Mm. You know, and and uh, <clears throat> there's even a, a connotation of that as well in uh, Zechariah, still in the Old Testament. And and there's a, a vision that Zechariah talks about, and there's a man named Joshua, and he's a high priest. And he's standing on trial, and Satan is accusing him of all these sins. You know, Satan's saying, yeah, "This guy's filthy." He's and, and and Joshua. You know, I imagine in my mind's eye that he's standing there, realizing his his situation. Yeah, I am. You know, I I am not worthy of this. I I don't deserve this, and and all these kind of things. And it says that God, you know, it rebukes Satan and says, "Hey, get away from him." And he replaces Joshua's filthy garments with a clean robe. Mm. 
you know, so we get this, we're getting this, uh, we get this reference as well, which is in the Old Testament. And then we jump all the way to, um, we jump all the way to Revelation. And uh, in Revelation, we, we see, um, in Revelation, we see this robe that's given to uh, people that accept Christ as well. Mm. So this parable really fleshes out this theme that we can see throughout um, throughout the Bible. You know, it's it's uh, it's incredible that uh, the, the scarment that's that's told in the uh, the parable is something that we can really relate to. And I've tried to look at what what this practice is. You know, was this a common practice in in the in, the, in those days that kings would invite people and give them clothes? Like, mm. but I, I I haven't come across any, but I do know that. That it, Joseph, when his brothers came, he gave them clothes to wear right. in the kingdom. Yeah, you know, and I, I know there were other parts. And First Kings is a is a time where um, a king, even Samson, when Samson offers this riddle and he says, "Hey, if you can figure out this riddle, I'm going to give you these clothes." And and I <clears throat> and just looking at these stories, and this is this is just David David making his uh, making his conclusion. There's something about making you feel at home at your place so when people come to the king's palace he wants them he wants to make them feel like they're royals Mm. by giving them these garments yeah right and saying hey you're part of the family you're part of my family now i want you to i want you to take part in this and so this um this this man neglecting to put on the garment uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, a little bit more about the that next section. segment, but yeah. but there, there, but there's definitely something there that's saying, hey, look, I, I prefer not to. I yeah. like I like yeah. the I like the I like that you've come to have a feed. I like the place here. I like everything that you have. I love the benefits, but uh, no thanks. Don't, don't want to put on your clothes. <laughs> no, I don't want your clothes, David. We've had uh, Francine text in um, a, a beautiful message. She says, uh, "My dear friend's 14-year-old son's baptism was an event that she was invited to." Uh, he requested that he be baptized in our swimming pool. Such an oh. honor and joy. His request and invitation all in one made me feel like royalty. How's that? That's uh, very much on topic of what we're talking yeah. about here, isn't it? Amen. Thanks, mm. Francine. Thanks, Francine, awesome, for texting. Awesome um, yeah. And before we go to the break, our book offer for today is called The Invitation. I think that's quite appropriate. And it's a book of true stories that might change your life. And uh, it's the great need of every man and woman in God's uh, great opportunity to save you. He offers you a new birth, a new life with meaning, the opportunity to rebuild your life and restore your family. Please accept his invitation. This is by Alejandro Bullin, and uh, we would love to get you a copy of this book. So right after the break, we'll give you the code for this book. Right now, this is The Faithful Love of Jesus by Hilary Scott and the Scott family with Stephen Curtis Chapman and Ricky Skaggs. There are arms that we can lean into that always will receive us an endless wealth of living truth. The faithful
listening to Tassie and Counters on Faith FM. And we are speaking with David Leo this morning, just finishing off his program titled Come Have a Feed. And uh, we've been talking about a wedding feast. But before the break, we talked about a book, and that book is called The Invitation. And it's uh, true stories that will change your life. And it's really about uh, learning how to accept the invitation that God has given to us. So we would love you to get a copy of this book. And you can text in the word ENCOUNTER, number 7, E-N-C-O-U-N-T-E-R, ENCOUNTER, number 7, with no spaces. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we can get you a copy of that book. David, uh, we were talking just before the break about this one fellow who didn't put on the clothes, didn't put on the <laughs> garment that the king had provided, and uh, the king uh, spotted him. Obviously, it wasn't very hard to spot him, and uh, questioned, how did he get in without the clothes on? You know, what's interesting What's, what's interesting here is, um, like I said, I don't know about the, the, the practice. As you said, there's only one. There's mm. only one that didn't have the winning garment. Um, it says in verse eleven that the king intentionally came t- to inspect. Yeah, you know, so he came to see who's who's received my gift of the garment mm. to wear. You know, and he spots that one person. This one doesn't want to wear it. You know, like, and and, and, as, and as you said, he came. <laughs> uh, you know, the Bible says, "Hey, uh, how did you get here without the wedding garment that I provided?" Mm. You know, and. You have to you have to uh, make the presumption like he did get the wedding garment. He just didn't put it on, mm. right? He and didn't, he he didn't some, want to wear it. <laughs> yeah, and he somehow got in without it, you know. And, it, and this this is, this reminds me um, reminds me in high school when we were giving giving a lesson. I think it was about fifteen, and the teacher was saying that you know um, you know he was encouraging us when you go to your job interviews and you're looking for a job, make sure to dress. Dress up, you know, don't, don't go there looking sloppy, you know, put on a tie and a shirt and da da. And he says along the lines of, uh, you know, the clothes you know, for you boys, when we put the clothes, it really makes the man, you know, when you put on a suit, you're going to act like a man that deserves to wear a suit, mm. you know, and uh, that, 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 uh, that lesson stuck with me for the rest of my life, you know, and there's an inference here that this man is saying that when you put on the garment, you will end up acting like someone that deserves that garment. You, know, you, you end up, you know, you end up, uh, your actions, you act like someone that belongs to the family of the king. Mm. You know, and, and, and there's a massive warning here because it's, it's saying to us that you can be at the banquet. Now, this is saying to Christians, you can, you can uh, proclaim the name of being a Christian. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the banquet. But you may not even listen to what the king says or you may even know who the king is and know the grace that you know, he gives us you know the point the point i'm trying to make is to take on the garment is to acknowledge that you appreciate this invitation mm. that you appreciate the presence and 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 being in the king's hall that you appreciate uh you know being a participant in the king's family you know, and God says to each and every one of us, when he, when the inspection comes, when the inspection comes, and it says, and the king says, "How did you get here without a garment?" You know, just, just imagine that you're you're given that question. Just say, and this is a very confronting thought experiment. Imagine Jesus saying to you, um, 
what 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 uh, what right do you have to uh, my eternal kingdom? Mm. Man, well, that's, that's, the, a, com- that's the only, a confronting question. The only way you could answer that uh, would be if you think you're good enough without the garment. You know, that, yeah. that if you think your clothes are good enough, but uh, obviously, you know, the Bible teaches us that our our righteousness is like filthy rags. <laughs> so uh, that's right. The, the clothes right. that we need to wear are not ours; they're they're the the, the clothes of of Christ. Yeah, and these mm. these are always confronting things, aren't they? I was, mm. I was talking to a student recently who um who who doesn't like tests. They say that tests make them anxious, mm. and I'm thinking, yeah, um, it's true, but. You know the tests also are for us to find out how how much have we learned in the last term. Mm. You know, like it's, it, it it reveals to us: do we understand what's been happening in the last term, or do we not know what's happening? You know, it's similar to when somebody when, when you say, you know, I'm going to change my health, and whoever your health health uh, coaches, they say, well, you're going to do this, this, and this. Just do this for the next three months, and we get together and see where you're at. And when you haven't done any of those things, or if you have, well, when it comes to the day of coming to see your health coach, well, it's very daunting. You know, you, you're kind of like, oh man, I didn't, I didn't do everything or whatever. You know, but when it when it comes to the, if Jesus was to ask that question, if that was to happen in real life, our life will flash before us. Mm. <laughs> you know, oh man, have I have I been have I been just thinking about myself and just not helping others or have I, um, you know, all, all these things will come to come to our minds. But the correct answer, the correct answer, that the, and the only answer we can give is if we have accepted the invitation. That, let's say we are the people in the hall. <laughs> we are the people in the hall, and they, and they, they come, and Jesus asks the question, oh, what right do you have to be here uh, in my wedding banquet? The right answer would be, I don't have any right to be here. Mm. But you've, you've provided me, you, you, you gave me an invitation. <laughs> and you provided me with a wedding garment, and that's why I'm here. Mm. That's the correct answer. You know, the correct answer for the Christian is, um, for the person that accepts Christ's invitation, when they see the, the grace and mercy that, that, that Christ offers us, the right answer is, I'm not worthy to be here. But Jesus, you died on the cross. <laughs> you, you, the, the, the things that I couldn't do for, for myself, you've done it. And I come with that, with that garment that you've provided me, that's that's the only correct answer we, that we can give. Mm. So it's not a it's not a uh, you know it's not a um, it's not a, a thing of entitlement. It's because Jesus has paved the way. It's a thing of acceptance rather than entitlement. And right, there's just one other um, question or thought I've got there in in terms of. If you think that you can be there in your own clothes, um, you know, rather than wearing the king's garment, that's a matter of pride as well, isn't it? And, and isn't pride a major theme of the Bible? That when when we come with pride in our own self, you know, that that is quite uh, the opposite of what God wants. He wants us to accept yeah. His invitation with humility. Right on. Yeah, that's right. What, yeah, what, what what a way to put that in our minds. You know, humility is accepting what what Christ wants for our lives. Mm. I don't know whether we've got time. We've got about uh, 45 seconds left, David, but um, for many are called, but few are chosen. How, how do you explain that last sentence? Yeah, so that's that's the, um, you know, one one thing is getting invitation. One thing is actually going to the to the actual feast. And the other thing is 
doing what the king asks you to do. So the called have come, but the chosen have obeyed. Right. Right. And so this this guy with the wedding garment, he's he said no and, and, and um as I referenced before, to to be Christ it's not enough to say, Oh look, um I've joined a church now. Yeah. You know, that that's not enough. What what uh, what completes the whole experience is accepting Jesus Christ as your personal, your individual, uh, the, the one that is going to be with you for the rest of your life, as saying, well, you're the boss now because you're the one that rescued me. Mm. Right? The, 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 uh, and I, I just use modern words for the words Lord and Savior. You know, that's the, 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 the chosen accept the, the, that, okay, there's going to be a change in my life and I'm going to move that way because I now have a new garment. We've got to finish up, David, but uh, next yeah. door, uh, next week, should I say. <laughs> what have you got yeah. next week? Next week we're looking at the narrow door. Awesome. The narrow door, yeah. So that's, in, uh, that's a parable in Luke, and we're going to talk about what is what is what Jesus that mentioning mean? that for. Yeah. yeah. And uh, tomorrow we've got Growing Up with Peter Watts and myself. I'll be back with Peter tomorrow. We'd love to have you with us. Remember, the code for today's book is Encounter 7. Text that in to 0488880. This is I Will Bring You Home by Michael Card. Have a great day.
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.